Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Well, hello. Welcome back to the studio, my friends and listeners. Uh, hello? Uh, oh, I would guess oh, we're we here. would fall under the category of friends, wouldn't we? Oh. Yeah. Assholes and listeners. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, now I'm here. Yeah. We're here, too. Good to be back. I... Is it? It doesn't really sound like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This week has been crazy, but I am ready to do battle. Yeah, we are getting closer to the holiday. Holiday. I guess we're in the middle of the holidays now, right? So yep. we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. I am so ready to battle. I am such a huge Journey fan. You guys have no idea. I have seen them in concert so many times. I've probably seen them. I've definitely seen them in concert more times than any other artist. Huh. I've seen them in concert once, and it was with uh, Pineda. Oh, I mean, I would love to see that. I have ne- I saw them Arnold, yeah. during the Steve Perry days. Okay. Yeah, it was a few years ago, several years ago, actually. Um, they were, they played with, um, Def Leppard. It was Def Leppard and Journey. What a freaking awesome concert. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. Well, tonight should be interesting. And I think the most interesting thing to the listeners at this point is to reveal the albums that we will be battling tonight. Because remember, last week we did not tell the listeners what we chose to battle. And um, we've been, you know, hearing a lot of speculation on Instagram. So shall we announce the two albums? I don't know that it's a huge shocker, but they're, they're, I, they're, I had another album I wanted us to include that we didn't, so... Hmm. Safe to say these two albums are both heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. Oh, show. Well, Ed, you want to tell the listeners what we chose for our battle? All right. Well, if you haven't guessed yet, we are going to be battling the 1981 album Escape (laughs) against the 1983 album Frontiers. Dun-da-da! Once again, you're there welcome. There you have it. Any way you want it, it's the way you need it. Any way you want it. She loves to laugh. She loves to sing. She does everything. So, as we always do, before we get into the big battle, we have to talk about what we're drinking. After all, this is metal rock and whiskey. 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 Although it is third in the title, it is not the least important. So what does everybody have in their glass? I'm going to throw it the sailor this time. Because I went first last time. Who, me? You. Oh, me. So I am drinking a real just damn good daily drinker. Never disappoints. Price really well. Super just great consistent quality from one of my favorite american distilleries um and i alluded to the brand in our last episode i mentioned buffalo trace's bourbon cream i'm drinking buffalo trace just the regular old bt which there's nothing regular about it in my opinion it's just always a kick-ass uh just great daily drinking bourbon and that yeah. is what i am sipping on for some oh people gee oh the, yeah there's Ed, who has some bizarre palate problem with Buffalo Trace with Nashville number one. Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently. Jesus. Uh, anyway. So he will not be agreeing with me on this. <laughs> Ed, we know you're not drinking Buffalo Trace tonight, so what are you drinking? Well, um, I am drinking something that may have been bottled around the time that I last saw Journey in concert. And um, this kind of harkens back to our discussion last week, too, about the age statements. I just mm-hmm. happen to have something here which still does have an age statement on it. it oh. And um, it's gotten some notoriety in recent um, months. Is it um, larceny? 
No. <laughs> we it's been a long time. Although I would love to see an age stated larceny. <laughs> Just for I wouldn't. They have a they have a barrel Not that it really coming is. right down the pike though. But anyway, <laughs> um, this would be one that I became a fan of probably a couple of years ago. It was because it was a it's a very good whiskey at a very good price. Um, but like I said, it's got some notoriety at, at recent months, which it surprised no one. It is the Henry McKenna mm. 10-year bottled in bond. Wow, nice and choice. That's what I am drinking tonight because these are some great albums and I figured they deserved a great uh, bourbon to go along with them. What's your favorite thing about that specific bottle that you have? Like, what are your favorite notes in that juice? Um, to me, it's just, it's a very classic bourbon, and it's got, hits all the, the right notes in it. It's got the vanilla, it's got the caramel. Um, I tend to like my bourbons a little bit on the sweeter side. Um, a little bit of spice on the back end. Um, I like a little bit of kick, but yeah, I don't like bourbons that are real heavy on the oak and the char. Um, mm. That kind of turns me off when they get a little too heavy on that. But this one, um, it's got the more sweeter components that I really go for in a bourbon, which is why I gravitate towards this one. Gotcha. That sounds... Like a fantastic choice for tonight's show, I think. Mm-hmm. What about you, Matt? Well, you mentioned something last week, and you mentioned something not two minutes ago uh, that you you mentioned something two minutes ago that you had mentioned last week. So I am drinking what you mentioned two minutes ago last week right now. <laughs> What the fuck? Where are we? What's happening? I think I just so had a stroke. Buffalo Trace bourbon cream right now. <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs> Jesus, that was a lot. <laughs> I am drinking Buffalo Trace bourbon cream right now. And as I said off air, uh, briefly to my cohorts here, um, you see a lot of bourbon creams out there. If you see this, even if you're not a bourbon cream fan, just Fucking buy it. Put it in your Definitely coffee. Buy it. Put it in your coffee. You know, if you have to, if you're not a huge sweet fan, just you can dilute it somehow. Um, Actually, if you add not more, adding more bubble trace cream. to it, I am not a sweet fan. Bubble. Yeah, I, I don't order dessert. Like it happens like twice a year, maybe. I really, I don't care for sweets. So I want to reiterate that this bourbon cream is so fantastic. What I do with it, I will tell you sometimes because I don't like sweets. So I will put it on the rocks sometimes because I just like, I have a problem with viscosity. Um, so I like things to be a little bit thinner. So I like to put it on the rocks. I will add a little uh, buffalo trace to it. I'll add a little bourbon to yeah. it. Just to back off on that sweetness. And I tell you what, if I'm going to pour two ounces of bourbon cream, I'll put a half ounce of Buffalo Trace back in there. And it's perfection. Perfect. Doesn't hurt the product at all. For me, I adore it. Um, if because, you... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, because what's your base here? Your base is yeah. Buffalo Trace. Exactly. Probably adding yeah. more of what's in there already. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I have, you know, a lot of... and. I, I will say this is still the case. Sometimes men that come to me, you know, my wife doesn't drink whiskey with me and I really wish she, she would not only to share the experience, but then they feel like they wouldn't, their wives wouldn't complain about spending so much money on whiskey all the time. And like, well, you know, I always say, you know, here's some easy cocktails that, you know, are not whiskey forward that she might enjoy. Um, and I always mention the bourbon cream. If you find a really good bourbon, you know, does, does she care for sweets? Yes. She loves sweets. She loves sweet drinks. Do this. Do the bourbon cream on the rock. Sprinkle a little nutmeg on top. Boom. Yes. She's going to be in love. And I say the same thing about, because this time of year, you go to your shelf where your cordials are, your cream liqueurs, and you see a lot of the eggnogs that come out this time of year. It's the same thing. Evan Williams. 
go for the Evan Williams because oh, you know yeah. what you're getting in the bottle. You know exactly yeah. what you are getting in yeah. the bottle. Uh, and there are a lot of off brands and these different things. Same thing. Just it's it's a league above everything else that you're going to see on the shelf. So Buffalo Trace Bourbon Cream, it, it, it is what it is. Just buy it if you see it. Fantabulous. Yes. All right. Enough with the drinking because I am heated. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to battle. in your corners now put on your mouth guards lace up (laughs) your mittens and let's do battle we're going to start with 1981's escape released on columbia records with the hit singles who's crying now don't stop believing and open arms so your members are steve perry on vocals Neil Sean on guitar, <laughs> Jonathan Kane on rhythm guitar, Ross Valerie on bass, and Steve Smith on the drums. Escape was the fifth highest selling album of 1981, and it had already gone at nine times platinum back in 1994. Bonkers. So, all right. Let me lay down the tracks and then we will break this apart and, uh, Start to do battle. So you've got Don't Stop Believin', Stone in Love, Who's Crying Now, Keep On Running, Still They Ride, Escape, Lay It Down, Dead or Alive, Mother, Father, and Open Arms. Who would like to begin? Don't go first. Don't everyone jump up at once. (laughs) Edward, go first. Fine. All right. <laughs> Escape. Boy, talk about an iconic album. Every this is another one of those like foreign or four to everybody will see this cover and know they even if they don't immediately know who it is, they know they've seen the cover before. Mm-hmm. It's the scarab breaking out of the sphere in space or whatever. But yeah. Um this was Journey's first mega album. I'll say um, everybody knows don't stop believing you're in a bar wherever you are. If there's a large gathering of people, this song comes on the radio. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Everyone starts singing this song. Um, <laughs> the minute you hear, you hear those first <laughs> keys of the piano. Yep. That's p- Yep. The first couple of bars, as I do, 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 everybody knows what it is. Instantly. And everyone gets excited. Yeah. Um, So it starts off strong with Don't Stop Believing. You got Stone in Love, which is a freaking kick-ass song. Who's Crying Now? Um, Three right off the bat. One, two, three. Um, Then things get a little more for me it kind of loses me uh along there i mean they're good the songs have energy but they're just not as catchy mm-hmm. um the, until you get to open arms then that's the open arms is like the classic ballad, another classic ballad that pretty much everybody knows and that closes out the album um so great my biggest problem with the album is what comes between track three and track ten um Hmm. you start out so strong with three in my three five star songs right after the other and then you go you go and you go and all of a sudden they hit you with a five star at the end um So I, it, which kind of surprised, I, this is the first time, believe it or not, I've ever listened to this album um, from beginning to end, which <gasps> you know, I could say what? that for, 
so you didn't many listen of these to them al- back in the day wow no i heard i listened to them on the radio back in the day oh dude i you know what the shit out of these albums. i journey is one of those bands or probably the band that i cannot tell you the first time i heard them they've just always been there you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, they yeah. just always been there um, they've been a staple growing up. I list, I heard them on the radio. I had their video game, um, and that <laughs> they just always been there. Um, so I never really owned any of their albums. Um, I just because, like I said, they were they just got so much. Out. I did have them on, you know, when in the, back in the day we would record songs off the radio mm-hmm. and cassettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. had plenty of Journey yeah. songs on cassettes yeah. that I recorded <laughs> off the radio. I'll just say that. But um, overall, um, some heavy hitter songs, but as far as the overall album goes, um, I'm I'm not convinced that this is the, their best album overall. Oh. <sighs> Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Matt, how about you? So. (laughs) We've been on quite the journey on this podcast. No, no pun intended. We have been on quite the journey on this podcast. We have. That's true. Yes. Um, We've had our highs. We had our lows. We've had our disagreements. And this is getting heavy, man. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And you know, as I sit here for the listeners that can't see me rubbing my temples right now, um, <laughs> I love you both. You both oh, mean the world fuck. to me. Oh God, here um, we go. To steal a line from another podcast that I absolutely love. It's a wrestling podcast, so our normal listener probably wouldn't have heard it. Um. This album is a diarrhea Sunday. This album is fucking terrible. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. It is terrible. And that first track there, Google it. It's the biggest song on this album, is the cherry on top of this diarrhea Sunday that is this album. How this album, and I hate Rolling Stone, Sailor, we've had deep discussions about this magazine. I hate everything about them, just like you do. Pretentious, we talked about this last week. This, how this album got to number one, I guess I could see it, but it's one of the worst number one albums that must have ever been made. I'm sorry. It's one of the worst number one albums that's ever been made, because Hootie and the Blowfish doesn't suck. And fucking I said one me, of I said one of the worst. Give me okay. a break. You're really being dramatic about this. I'm not being These dramatic. are like one of Sorry. the most celebrated bands in the fucking world in the history of rock. But to so be fair, we're not talking going... about the band. We're talking about the album. Yes. Yes. And let me let me Yeah, a band like this of this echelon doesn't make an album that's diarrhea. I don't let care me... how Poor it may be compared to their other stuff. Let me extend an olive branch real quick. I am a Journey fan. I like the band. They paid their dues. We can't say that about a lot of bands. A lot of bands fucking got that gold, grabbed that brass ring right out of the gate. First album, 10 million copies, great debut albums. You can't say that about this band. This band went through lineup changes. They went through... What is this, their seventh album? Their seventh album or eighth album? They paid their fucking dues. All of these guys are great musicians. I'm not going to take that away from them. I like them as a band. They are, when you're when you're fabricating the quilt of American rock, a large section of that is Journey. I'm not going to take that away from them. My issue is this album is not good. I'm sorry. It does not hold up to their some of their other albums okay and you want to say the big songs which are all ballads by the way um 
let me paint. Let me let me let me just let me talk to a sect of listeners for the show, and I'm gonna talk to. I'm going to talk to the single guys right now, our single guy listeners right now. I'm going to paint you a scenario. So you're at a bar, okay? Maybe you're with some of your guy friends, right? You have, you're throwing back a couple, and you look across the bar, and you see a group of girls there, right? You see a group of girls there having a good time, having the same amount of drinks, you know? And, you know, one of them makes, makes eyes with you, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go over there. I'm going to buy this girl a drink. going to talk to her. Make acquaintance, if you will. Make eyes with you. With Make eyes with you. You catch, you catch, you catch the glance across. She the drops her it's... handkerchief. <laughs> Catches your glance. Okay. Maybe later, so, if you're lucky, so, you can make some whoopee. So you know, for some, for some guys. For look at her hold ankles. On, hold on. So for some guys, for some, for some guys, this might be harder to do than others. All right, you go over there. You have a great conversation. You seem to have a lot in common, right? You buy her a drink. You're having a great time. It comes to that time where you're like, okay, maybe we want to leave this and, you know, maybe go hang out by ourselves. Whatever. And then this song, this song that opens the fucking album comes on the radio at the bar, comes on the jukebox at the bar. And she starts singing out loud with her girlfriends and you are nothing but a... A, a past thought. You are second. You oh, are third. get the fuck okay. out of here. <laughs> there is no this song. Is your argument? <laughs> there is no song. No, this is just, this is just part of it. Cute little <laughs> there, is, there, there is no part. There is no song in the history of any song ever made. I don't care what it is that has shriveled more, ball, more balls. Wait a minute. Oh, May I? You know You're, are you, you saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Balls. You're you're calling Don't Stop Believing a cock block, basically. Yes. It yes. is the least the song cock has block ever. No. Than a Do you want to know why it is not a cock block? Because your cock's not big enough to fucking handle getting up there with the girl and her friends and rocking out with them. That's the girl that you not only go home with, but you marry because she's like, fuck yeah, dude, you're fucking awesome. And you're like, fuck yeah, you're awesome too. Get up there with them and rock out. Be their background musician and play air guitar. Be fucking creative and get your balls up off the goddamn floor. That is the lamest shitball <laughs> I have ever fucking heard to diss a fucking song. Give me a fucking break. Don't be a weenie. This is only a... a, a, a um... I can't even think of the word. It it's, no it's word. not. A, it's it's Good. it's just a you know for a sect of our listeners, this may have happened to them. The and in no way reflects on me as a person. Our listeners oh, he's speaking are not from personal experience like here. Of course he is. Of fucking course he is. And shut shut the fuck up. You married the girl who can actually sing the fucking song for real. So what the fuck are you talking about? I just said it has nothing to do with me. I'm just saying and I've seen it. I'm just saying I've seen it happen. Go up and sing Don't I've Stop Believing versus hanging out with some fucking lame dude she just met. Fuck yeah, good on her. Either wait till the song is over or get up there and fucking sing it with her. That's the advice to my young friends. Please, trust me, I'm the chick here. That's the advice. Now, on the flip side, on the flip side, I will say the closing track has some redeeming qualities as if, if that were to come on at the bar, it would uh, might have the opposite effect. She'll think you're a goddamn psycho. If you just fucking met her, <laughs> she'll think would, you're going to you, chop her up. Would you like to dance and, and you, can, you can put her hands around her waist exactly. and rock back and forth. And you can awkwardly put your hands on her shoulders and just <laughs> lean to the right, lean anyway. to the left. <laughs> what is this, an eighth grade dance? Yeah. Biggest <laughs> cock block songs. Oh, give me fucking break it's only kill, a cock block song to those that kill are more, lame. Ah, fuck it it's kill more erections than hillary, hillary clinton come on that doesn't Ter- even make terrible fucking <laughs> <laughs> all right uh okay so wait um there are some good songs on here uh I'm most sorry. of the ones that You're not most of the to talk about the good songs on this album because you said it's all diarrhea so it's diarrhea. you should probably but, just move along if it's all diarrhea, there are no good songs. 
All right, it's all diarrhea. No, he says there's a cherry on top. So where did the cherry? What's the cherry? No, no, no I'm saying Joe's not believing is the, the cherry on top of the diarrhea Sunday. Yeah. What the fuck? That doesn't even make sense, Matt. It can't be a cherry on top if you think it's a cock blocker song. And if the whole thing's diarrhea, you can't then go on to say there's a few good songs. Because you think it's all diarrhea. It's all it's diarrhea. It's got one or the other. Either it's was... an album that you don't think is as great as the others, but it has some great songs on it, or you think it's all diarrhea. You can't well, have I was both. saying this in response to what Ed said before. So I think all the songs that he thought were not that good, I thought were okay. But... You know, it's like putting perfume on a skunk, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Sailor, how about you? (laughs) Do you agree with Matt or do you agree with me? Oh, clearly she doesn't agree with me. No, of course I fucking don't agree with you. This album contains one of the most popular rock songs in history of all time, which has for 30-something fucking years continues to be one of the most played and beloved rock songs in the world. So is fucking Enter Sandman. How do you feel about that? Come on. It's like, so it's popular, so that means it's fucking good? Sorry, sorry, sorry. You cannot put Enter Sandman and Don't Stop Believing in. There's no, there no comparison. I'm sorry. They're played about as as much as each other. So they're played about the same amount. Sandman is not a worldwide hit amongst three, almost four generations now. When five-year-olds hear this song, come on, they know it. And 80-year-olds know it, okay? I mean, my parents are in... Let's see, my parents are in their early 70s, and my mother is the one that took me to my first Journey show. I mean, and we'll still rock out Don't Stop Believin'. You can't even make a comparison between the two. Any song that has Steve Perry on the song, automatically, because of his voice, because of the excellence and the unique voice that he has, which only few people in the world, just like... You know, we talked about Freddie Mercury, the uniqueness and the ability that they had naturally, their vocals, and then what they were able to do with practice already, even if you don't care for the songs, pulls them out of a diarrhea category. Oh my God, he's okay? not Freddie Mercury. Let's Come talk. On. Okay. Come on. All right. Well, actually, there's a little YouTube video you might want to see where there are isolated tracks and it's Freddie Mercury up against Steve Perry. And... As far as technicality goes, they are very, very close to each other. He is he is one of the most beloved singers in the world, in especially for his talent, his vocal ability, and what he would do with his voice and these songs. So that's number one. Number two, the musicians that you have on this album, Jonathan Cain, is an incredible musician. An absolutely incredible musician. I agree with you. These I agree with you. These people have made some of the best-selling albums of all time. So when you have a song like Open Arms, Who's Crying Now and Stone in Love, you may not care for the album in its entirety. That's fine. But to call it diarrhea is just so incredibly incorrect and short-sighted in my opinion stone and love is such an incredibly it's the the arrangement is so incredible the the backing vocals the harmonies that they do and who's crying now another fucking um, there's a reason these songs have stood the tests of time and are so beloved and if you break them down and you actually if you listen to isolated tracks of any actually, of the instruments. These are incredibly well-written songs, well-timed, well-organized. I mean, just these are incredible, incredible songs. So I'm sorry, I absolutely 1,000% disagree with you. I think to say, you know, I am a Journey fan, but I don't care for this album. I understand that it's got four of the biggest hits in rock music in history on it, but I still don't care for it. Okay, that's, that's, sure. All right, that's fine. That's subjective, and taste is subjective. But to say it's diarrhea and one of the worst number one albums of all time is is just 
that's so where does that even come from your arguments you didn't even give any technical arguments do you have a problem with the arrangements do you have a problem with the vocals do you have a problem with the timing do you have a problem with lyrics do you have a problem with or is it just not interesting in the musicality of it what is it you can't talk about diarrhea and cock blocker song and have no basis to your argument to say one of the best-selling rock albums ever in the history of the world is one of the worst best-selling rock albums in the history of the world. Okay, all right, I was trying to be funny, but okay. Um, so, yes, I do have a, I have a, I have a problem with the way the album is laid out. First of all, I don't think it's I I I have a problem with the with the way the album is laid out. First of all, the track listing, I don't I have a problem with that. Uh, to have that song open the album, it just it doesn't flow. It doesn't flow for me. Uh, it doesn't keep me interested from beginning to end. Okay, uh, I as great of a vocalist as he is, and I will talk about this on the next album. We're talking about um, his work on the second album versus his work on this album doesn't hold a candle. Okay, um, because the band that we just covered, Foreigner. Uh, if you're asking me right now, after actually diving into both bands and listening to these albums from front to back and if i'm trying to compare him to somebody else who's a contemporary and you know lou graham's uh, he's a contemporary okay um it's night and day i was there was nothing about what he did on this album that just kept me enthralled okay um i understand the scientific analysis of it with the freddie mercury thing and stuff which i still wouldn't put them in the same category it's fine okay but it just this album didn't grab me. Um, I just don't believe in all the hullabaloo about it. The top songs in this album, um, I don't like. They're all ballads. I get it. Time and place, I guess. But it just ballads. They're all ballads. What? They're not all ballads. Yes, what are you are. talking about? No, they're not. Who's crying now? Don't stop believing. Open arms. Those aren't ballads. Aren't... Don't stop believing. Is not a ballad. It's not a ballad. That's not what a ballad is. No, Open I totally Arms disagree is with a you. classic ballad. Yes, but don't classic stop believing you ballad. can't. That's call not a ballad. ballad. I wouldn't call Stone and Stone and Love isn't a ballad either. He, compared to what else is on the he album, didn't say it. No, was, I didn't say but, Stone and Love. No, no, no. You said the top songs. Those are the breakout hits. Well, he he just album. yeah. Who's crying now is a ballad. Open Arms is a ballad, but the the first two tracks are definitely not. So let me let me tell you something, Matt, about the song Don't Stop Believin'. And, and you know, I understand that oftentimes... I'm not going to discount the numbers. I'm not going to discount... Are, I'm not talking about numbers. Okay. Let me finish. Yeah. We often, in retrospect, is can be very difficult to still appreciate a song that has been played out on the radio. And that happens. And we've talked about that many, many times. That's part of it, yes. But you spoke technically about his singing on the song Don't Stop Believing. And I want to, I want to retort. So... This is a song that is actually marveled by vocal coaches around the world for years and years and years. And I can tell you because I've had vocal coaching and you can look this up. You can find um, I'll try to find his name and put it in the show notes. This is one of my favorite vocal coaches on YouTube. They break down what certain vocalists do with certain songs and why technically it's amazing and why creativity. The creativity in it made it what it was. And don't stop believing every vocal coach you will ever encounter that does pop or rock will tell you this man's voice and what he did with it, his lyrical phrasing, the control of his verbato. He had perfect pitch more times than many, many, many other singers. Perfect pitch. You know how hard perfect pitch is? It's insane. He has... An open awe in this song, like as in ah, that allows him to have such control that it's like genius level. Vocalists have been practicing and trying to replicate what Steve Perry does vocally, sure, but specifically in this song. So when we talk about open throat phrases and you 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 look at the lyrics of Don't Stop Believing and you listen to what I'm saying, like Boulevard, words like that. Listen, go back and listen to this song. Find the isolated track online. We're, what he does vocally in the song, there's a reason why it is revered with people who study vocal technicality and teach singing and vocal coaches. 
this song in specific. So I find it to me to be mind blowing that you would specifically point out this song to say he didn't do well vocally on it because it's literally one of the most celebrated songs that he's done and one of the most celebrated songs by vocal coaches who I would say know far more than we do. And I think it also speaks to why this song is so popular with the masses. It seems like it's so attainable and approachable to sing along to. If you ever try to actually sing it and sing it well, you realize, motherfuck, I can't uh-huh. sing this song. I can't do it. It is so technically difficult, but it is so easy to sing along to. And that right there is fucking genius absolute genius to make something so difficult sound and seem so easy and so approachable is an incredible feat and it's a rare feat and he did it in the song in specific i never said it wasn't good i said it you wasn't did, as, actually i said it wasn't as good as the first as the next album we're going to talk about no but you and it didn't do anything for me out his vocals in this yes. song and yes. said that they were terrible all right so, well, I think right. we all know. I mean, we, they had a YouTube contest to find a replacement. I mean, it's like. Yeah, because that's good. where you find you don't go to local shows anymore. There aren't talent agents anymore. That's literally where you go these days. Times they yeah. are a changing. So anyway, so they songs. So if we're going to leave Don't Stop Believing out of this album, which I did to make it a fair, a, a fair choice between the two albums. For me, Stone in Love and Who's Crying Now are such incredible songs. Um, Stone in Love is just a really fabulous, just straight-up rock song. Catchy, easy, fun, just really great harmonies in it. Um, And then Open Arms. Open Arms is, whether you like the band or not, is such a beautiful, beautiful song. The music, the musicianship in this song, Steve Perry's vocals, the orchestra that it all creates it's so touching and i mean i don't think i ever use the word touching very much but it is that is the word that came to my mind when i listen to this song it is so incredibly touching and i think the lyrical the writing as well is just phenomenal in the song can we talk about the vocal range in the song yes How he can go from very soft and tender to the soaring, you know, just. So this is him having that vibrato I talked about before. So the other thing that's amazing about his voice is he has a very smoky, like raspy vocal sound. He can go from that smokiness to Mm -hmm. perfect velvet in a flip, in a quick flip. And his, his, the control that he possesses is what gives you the ability to sing softly and then to all of a sudden belt it the hell out. And he does that so perfectly in open arms. It's such a, the song was so perfectly written either for his vocals or he so masterfully brought that song to words. And I think it's probably a combination of both. It was just so beautifully written and, um, uh, just masterfully yeah his range it's it's just an like a rainbow of colors of his range in the song i think it was beautifully done so this album is and I'll, I'll agree with you guys you know keep on running still they ride escape lay it down dead or another i mean how do you compare songs to when you've got four other big mega biggest, songs yeah, and one of the biggest yep. rock songs ever in history how, how the fuck is anything else going to stand up to it i mean to get m- more than four mega songs on one album is very hard to do yep. um and to put them up against a song like don't stop believing i wonder if you know we take those tracks out separate them and put them on their own if we would feel differently about them. Um, I think before we knew who Journey was and, and all of the albums that they've made to date, it probably would be a lot easier to isolate them and do that. But against all their heavy hitters, you're going to have failures. And that just, it just is what it is on almost really every band we've ever covered. When you've got those big, big, especially the historic hits, 
everything else just unfortunately seems to pale in comparison. It's easy so to I get swallowed up by those songs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's really, really tough. Um, it's tough, you know, to, to, to go up against songs like that. And I think it's also, I think these songs, you can hear when so- certain songs resonate with bands. And you can also see it when you watch them live. I think it's difficult. I think, you, I mean, you've got, I mean, four is a lot, you know, versus like two big heavy hitters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think having four mega hits on this album is fucking impressive. Yeah. So that's what I think about Escape. All right, let's move on to Frontiers. So Frontiers was released in 1983, again, by Columbia Records. The hit singles were Separate Ways, Faithfully, and Send Her My Love. We have the same lineup. And this record, by 1997, went six times platinum. It was not the hit that Escape was, but it was definitely another journey hit. So our track lineup is Separate Ways, Send Her My Love, Chain Reaction, After the Fall, Faithfully, Edge of the Blade, Troubled Child, Backtalk, Frontiers, and Rubicon. Who wants to start? I'll start. I went first last time. So, um, all right. So this one, this one is interesting because you can take this album from two perspectives. You can take it from the original release, which we are going to do in our album battle, or you can take it for what is now the current iteration of the album, which also adds the additional tracks, Only the Young, Ask the Lonely, Liberty, and Only a Solutions. Um, and which made this really difficult for me because only the young and ask the lonely are two fantastic songs. And I guess they were originally intended to be on this album, but for whatever reason they, it didn't. Um, but anyway, that said this song, this album also contains my absolute favorite journey song of all time separate ways which is the opening track on this with don't stop believing coming in a close second but to me separate ways is the song and when i heard them play that in concert live oh my god i did that was just like the highlight Mm -hmm. of my month Mm -hmm. um send her my love awesome song good ballad Chain Reaction, even though that's not one of the most celebrated songs of theirs, I think is a great song. Uh, So is After the Fall. I think both really good songs. Um, Faithfully, of course, is for me, is right up there with Open Arms as one of their their greatest ballads uh, that they've created. Um, Some of their other, now the filler in there for me is the other tracks, Edge of the Blade, Troubled Child, Back Talk, Frontiers, and Rubicon. And um, even like Edge of the Blade and the Back Talk, I thought were fairly decent, decent tracks. Um, but man, if we could put only the young in there and ask the lonely, I mean, it would be pff, no contest between these two albums. But if we're going by original release, it makes it a little closer race here for me. Um but taking these two albums, if I had to pick one or the other, I would. I, I'm, you know, I keep leaning towards Frontiers. Um, for me, the album just flows better. Um, and then again, you've got Separate Ways, which I think is, yeah. I don't know what else I can say about this, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I, I love this album. Matt? Am I allowed to talk again? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I don't think anyone stopped you from talking. I think I, I just responded. I know. I know. We're, just playing. We're all free, it's a battle. free to say whatever I'm, I'm just we want. Playing, it's a battle. I'm just playing around. So despite everything I said about the first album, 
Uh, this album is very good. Uh, I will second everything that Ed says about Separate Ways. Fucking fantastic song. My favorite Journey song by fucking Mile. Um, the right way to start off an album with a song like that. Um, keeps me interested going forward into the next tracks. Um, Chain Reaction, uh, Edge of the Blade, which I think is a great song. Uh, Back Talk, Rubicon. Uh, album finishes very strong. Uh, a lot more balanced for me. Uh, you know, faithfully, uh, kind of in that spot where you want that sort of the ballad song, kind of track four or five. Uh, kind of a come down from the beginning of the album, you know, kind of jettisoning into the end of the album that might, you know, pick the tempo back up. Uh, overall, a great album. Uh, I think for me, anyway, just for my ear, you know, and anyone can come at me about this, uh, I think Perry better on this album. Just my opinion. Uh, but I think Separate Ways, it's one of those songs, and we've talked about different albums like this, uh, and I keep going back to that uh, immigrant song sort of uh, example, mm-hmm. that it can open the album and it can carry you all the way through to the end. Doesn't matter what comes after it. It's like that song's on the album. Damn, could I really eliminate that album? You know, it's one of those mm-hmm. uh, for me. Uh, but overall, yeah, I mean, it was hard for Ed. I don't think it's as hard for me, obviously. But great album. Well, so I have mixed feelings about this album. Um, I think that there are some things that improved on this album, and then I think there are some things that changed a little bit for what I felt wasn't the better. Um, Separate Ways is one of the best fucking songs ever written in the history of the world. I think we are all agreeing on that. Um, Matt, you always shit on keyboards, and I have to say, (laughs) Separate Ways, man. Another perfect example. Keyboards done right. Exactly. Keyboards done right. Edward, thank you. That song wouldn't exist without the keyboards. I mean... It's just like, just like you know, the the bars and don't stop believing. The minute you hear the the keys, you know, yeah. you're just like, yeah. Um, send her my love is a very beautiful song, beautifully sung, very well written. After the fall is a great song. Faithfully is one of the best songs, one of the best ba- rock ballads ever written for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then learning about who that song was written for and, um, you know, there's really a woman that, that knows that song was written for her and, um, it's, you know, and, and, uh, it was just, I don't know, sometimes, you know, the backstories are like, eh, not so interesting. And sometimes it's just like, you know, uh, the backs, the backstories really just lend, uh, so much to to the song and I think that's the case in Faithfully I am not a fan of most of the other songs on this album I'll agree that Edge of the Blade is a good song well it's a, I think it's a great song um, but the rest of them it's like again you know you've got three big time heavy hitters on this album I just think it's very difficult when you've got such such big hits you know 10 pluses are gonna make fives look like twos you know i think that is unfortunately what happens in some of these albums um i think that uh you know i tried to look at this these two albums like could you know is there a song on one of these albums that i just couldn't live without and so that's going to make me choose the album for me one of the things that pushed me over the edge on one of the albums is the musicality and the vocals. And I'm going to say that separate ways is an, it is I'm going to take that and just put it in a cloud for a minute and set it aside. Um, actually let's take don't stop believing and separate ways and take them out of the mix. Um, I'm going to have to go with an escape 
I think that the vocals and the musicality on Escape, I think the power and the energy on Escape outshines Frontiers, even though I love Faithfully and After the Fall, Center My Love. If I take out separate ways and don't stop believing, it's Escape for me. Although I would switch out separate ways for Don't Stop Believing on Escape if I could. If I have to say which song I think is a is a better song, I would say it's separate ways for sure. But for me, Stone in Love, Who's Crying Now, and Open Arms, they're just open arms, you're just not you just don't find a song like that on an album like this. Um, it, the mastery is unbelievable. And I, I think it's the same with Stone and Love. So I have to go with Escape. Okay. So <clears throat> final votes here. Sailor is obviously, she just said it, she's going for Escape. Yes. Myself, looking at the album in a holistic way, I would lean towards Frontiers. So Frontiers is going to be my pick, and then I think it's fairly <laughs> obvious. Do I have to speak? <laughs> I don't think so. Matt yeah. is going to lean towards whatever isn't a pile of diarrhea. <laughs> I might have come out of the gate kind of hot on that. You but, think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. <laughs> You I mean, what? it's fair if you feel like it was it's a good conversation. I'll allow you a little bit call, of hyperbole there. Call it diary, giant pile of diary on the worst hit album ever made. Real, that was like jumping off a fucking That's cliff harsh. onto. Ragged. It was. I was trying. Really you know, no I, was, I, I was trying. Well, hold on. I was. I was trying to find. Usually, I can find some silver lining in something. Um. Like you said, like you said last week, like you said last week, Sailor. No, this and and, and add to a point too. There's I guess no silver like, lining in this album. Hold on. <laughs> you know this this album and this era was a huge part of your guys' upbringing. Like this was True. huge, and obviously some of the songs in this album have transcended um, the time and when they were released, obviously, I mean, you look at don't stop believing you look at the numbers. I mean, as far as iTunes downloads, I mean, you, you can't, and I'm a numbers guy, so you can't discount the numbers. It's just when I look at an album for me, I have my own, and I've talked about this many times. I talked about it before when I have my own criteria for an album. Um, and then I look at the numbers and I take away what I feel and how I listen to it and how I absorb it. And that's just how I feel. And maybe listening to it so many times over the last two weeks, maybe that's just as I listen to it over and over again, that is just was the first thing that popped in my head. But you know what? So Matt? it makes for great conversation. But OK, that's just how I feel. So, I mean, Matt, that's what this show is about, you know, Matt. I can say as as much as Sailor and I may disagree with you on the way you expressed yourself about that album, I think she might agree with me. We appreciate a different perspective. Oh, of for course. sure. Things. Of course. Yeah. 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 I think so. for you to say that you don't care for that album, that you don't choose that as one of your favorite albums of Journey, that you don't like that album is is I mean, that's you can't argue such a thing. But you were saying that it was I mean, by you saying it's a pile of diary, it's the worst number one album ever. His vocals, you know, are not good on it, blah, blah, blah. That's just not true in a in a real way. If you yeah, want to talk about numbers, that's actually it's just scientifically not true. Right, if that's I a taken... very that's a fairly sub objective statement about something that's subjective. So if I if I had taken those hit songs and i'm talking the big guys you know you know what i'm saying for that from mm -hmm. that album don't stop believing open arms if i took those in a vacuum or in a box and i could separate them from now what i've heard from this entire album maybe i i could say something different putting them everything together in one story in one album um 
makes me feel differently about that. So, Fair enough. you know, it's not, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to take the whole thing as a package, as I try to do with every album on, that we talk about on the show. Um, obviously if I hear, if, if, if I, if I hear open arms on the radio and I don't know its journey and now I haven't put it together on this entire album, I'd be like, fuck man, that guy can fucking sing. That guy's a fantastic singer. And he is a fantastic singer. I'm telling you. Uh, but when I'm putting everything together as a package and I'm comparing it to this other album, it's not holding water for me. So, all right. Well, yeah. bottom that's line, a, that's a completely is... different statement and a completely yeah. different explanation. Right. Well, now that and I've that calmed is down, yes, completely <laughs> fair and makes sense. And sure, absolutely. Like I said, yes. I mean, to say that you don't care, I mean, I can, there's lots of music that I can't fucking stand. But I, I can say those guys are really good musicians or those ladies, that, that person's a great vocalist or this is a really great arrangement. I don't like it, but it's I know that it is, it's really good. Yes. But I, I wouldn't say, oh, it's fucking garbage, those people suck, blah, blah, blah. Because I know I can be completely, I can separate my own taste and look at it that way. And then talk about my own taste. You know what I, I mean? You can recognize so, talent even if it's not. I your said taste. it from the beginning my is own, that these yeah. guys are talented. I have nothing against these guys as artists, but this album for me just doesn't fucking do it. That's it. It just yeah, doesn't that's do fine. it. Okay. Yes. That's, that's fine. And that's the that's point. Totally yes. Different. Um, yes. I right. would definitely suggest to go online to you, Matt, and the listeners. And um, the YouTube video with the isolated tracks of Steve Perry and Freddie Mercury are f- really awesome and really super cool. Um, there, there are some if you if you just do a YouTube search of um, Steve Perry, you'll find a lot of really cool vocal coaches kind of breaking down what it is that he does. And one of the things is if you ha- if you listen to an opera singer, right? Um, that there is obvious that what they're doing is difficult that what they're doing ha- mixes a lot of experience and education and talent and all of that stuff there are some singers and musicians that make things look so fucking easy right like someone who's been you know doing the pizza dough for 40 fucking years it looks so easy you try to flip pizza dough up in the air and let me tell you how not easy it is <laughs> that's talent though if it looks really difficult and you're like, oh, that looks really hard. So, yeah, it is hard. But the people that just, you know, it, it just it's like the easiest thing ever. He's mm-hmm. he did. That was is one of the things why his vocals are so celebrated because it looks and seems so damn easy and sounds so easy. But when you have someone break it down for you, it gives you a whole other level of appreciation. You're just like, oh, I never realized it. Some like that was a talent or that was a thing or that would be that difficult or that's that rare and unique. And these videos, um, these videos show that. So I just think you find it interesting. Okay. So I guess we have crowned our winner. The album Frontiers reigns supreme. Yay. All right. So listeners, um, Weigh in. Tell us what you yes, think. Please. Do you think uh, we're full of garbage? Do you have another album you think is best? Let us know in our Facebook group, Spirit Rock Podcast Network. What kind of diarrhea do you put a cherry on? Mm. <laughs> By the way, real quick, the vocal coach I was talking about who does these really great YouTube videos is Ken Tamplin. T-A-M-P-L-I-N. Ken Tamplin. It'll take you a minute to to be like this guy. What? And then you, he's uh, friggin' amazing. So I d- highly recommend him. That's it. That's all. The end. And out we go. And out we go. So thank you for sticking around, listeners. We hope you enjoyed that discussion as much as we did, and we always do. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter as Metal Rock and Whiskey. We also have a super cool Facebook group under Spirit of Rock Podcast Network, and we are so excited to see what you guys thought, uh, what you guys think of our album choices and our our uh, decision as far as what well, album reigns supreme. And of course, you can follow us individually on uh, all socials or Instagram. You can find me at 
the Whiskey Obsessor. That is Whiskey Save the E. Sailor. Save the E. I'm Save Sailor e. Retro everywhere. I tend to hang out on Instagram. You won't find me everywhere. Just look for Bourbon Geek. And hey, listeners, if you love us or even just like us, please, we ask that you would hit that subscribe button to Spirit of Rock Podcast Network because it really does matter. Give us a review. That's a big help as well. And of course, tune in next week where we will be back for another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Fuck you, Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. Later, everyone. Bonjour. Bye-bye.